Welcome to Arts for the Health of It, presented by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers. It's a podcast where you can learn all about how the creative arts can benefit your life. I'm your host, Richard Wilmore. And before we start uh, this episode, I have a very exciting big announcement, but I can't do it alone because I need my friend Hurricane H to come out here and tell us all about it. Hello, sir. Hello there. How are you, Richard? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing terrific. Can't complain. I'm glad to be here today. Well, I'm glad. I'm beyond glad you're here. Uh, first of all, tell everybody how your name came to be. Oh, <laughs> well, that's a good story. But uh, all right, so it's easy. <laughs> I um, I've been working all my life in New York City, so I you know we tend to be a little bit uh, too aggressive, I guess, in our approach. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I moved out to an opportunity in Philadelphia, and the pace was a little slower than the usual. And so every time I went somewhere, they, my, my name is Hisham, uh, and so they, everybody's like, oh, he comes Hurricane H. Uh, so H as in Hisham, short. And, of course, as I uh, decided to go on to the media piece here, I uh, needed a stage name, and thus Hurricane H, which correlates also with uh, health, <laughs> which is the theme, the main theme of our channel. So... That was it. I try to do the best thing in about less than 30 seconds here. (laughs) It makes me think that I need to come up with a better name for myself because Richard Wilmore doesn't sound that exciting really uh, on paper or when you're saying it as opposed to Hurricane H. Well, you know, some people call me H, Hurricane. I mean, but it sticks. I mean, it's good. You know, uh, it's just uh, I figured it works. (laughs) Yeah. We're, so we're coming up on the end of season one of Arts for the Health of It. We've done almost 50 episodes when you're watching. And uh, I'm very excited to announce a partnership with you and your iHealth Network. Uh, can you tell everybody what that is, why you started it, and uh, why we were lucky enough to be brought on? Well, that's great. Thank you for, for asking. And uh, so first things first. Uh, it started as an idea that I've had for years where, you know, I wanted to actually do uh, a, a podcast, con- you know, concept or YouTube channel for a company I worked for. And uh, at a time, they did not see value of it, which, you know, kind of like intrigued me a little bit like, OK, well, yeah, it's, it should be an exciting thing. A lot of, lot of stuff going on today on, on the social media and especially in broadcasting and streaming. And so that didn't work. So I took the challenge up myself. So, you know what? If you guys don't want it, I'll do it. And that's exactly how it all started. So I, I put in, but I needed something that is, that's got an edge, something that's different. You know, we hear about the Weather Channel. We have a lot of news out there, a lot of media out there, but we don't have anything about health. And so the first thing I did was starting iHealth Radio. And actually it's I, in www.iHealthRadioUSA.com. It's an app you can download on uh, uh, any uh, Google Play or Apple Store. And uh, so it started that way. And basically what I do is I started doing my own shows and posting them up and then I, I load up the actual audio to the radio and I have music playing in between the diff- different segments and that's how I started that's two years and a month so far <laughs> that's that's uh, the history and then then as I was doing that I'm like well if I'm doing this on a video why can't I just make it a full you know gamut and, and make it a big deal so next day it became a YouTube and I created the iHealth channel which is <laughs> this <laughs> And, so, and then, then after that, I mean, my last name is Ellen Mari. Uh, we have a fitness company. So we have the Fit and the Fab, you know, uh, which is a, a fitness brand of kickboxing. And I'm like, well, let's do a channel for that. So it became the Fit and the Fab channel. 
<laughs> we have a cosmetic, you know, company where we do organic, again, Moroccan oil uh, stuff. So let's do the glamour channel, the beauty channel. And then that's that. And before you know it, now I have the nutrition channel, nutritious channel, rather. I have the macro, which is a, an alliance that is specific for managed care industry. Uh, so I do their production there. And of course, the iHealth channel is the primary. I have the sales world channel, which dedicates only to sales and anything selling. And that's kind of like how the network became the Elon Mighty Media Broadcasting Corp, which is an actual company. And uh, the acronym EMBC, which sounds very... Uh, you know, in tune with all the NBCs and ABCs and CBCs. <laughs> Convenient how that worked out, right? I, well, actually, it was selected. I mean, the name, you know, I had to figure out the mm -hmm. name and that came up nicely. <laughs> and so I was actually a guest on, on your podcast and then it just sort of was like, oh, could we, I, I finished the interview and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to ask him what it would take to get on his network. And as I was opening my email to write that email, you had already wrote me an email to be like, hey, can I put your podcast on my network? And uh, we started sending you the files. And and we're so thankful for that. Uh, it looks like we're getting a lot of views and a lot of listens, and and which is exactly what this podcast is all about is advocacy and talking about arts and health. So thank you so much for putting us on there. Richard, actually, uh, I, first of all, when we first connected just to do my show, like you being a, a guest on the, on the, the show, I, I, I was intrigued because I hadn't had somebody that connected the arts piece to the health, which I do believe it's a big component. And at the time, I, I wasn't even aware of, of your organization and what you did. And we had a, a, a great show. I, I believe we had a, a blast there. <laughs> and, uh, you, know, I, you know, I was literally happy to hear all the stuff that you're doing. And certainly, my platform is available. It's not about me or my shows. It's really about the guests and the content that we bring in to the table and to the, the audiences as, as resources. And you are a terrific resource. And, I, and then I started watching your shows. <laughs> and then I saw all the guests that you have. And you know what? Uh, my platform is airing. It's it's available. It's all over. And it's streaming pretty much everywhere except Apple TV right now. And that's coming soon. So but so so the idea was, why not, right? You loved it. I loved it. And yes, you did send me the, the first uh, files. And by the way, those shows have already been broadcasted all over. <laughs> and they are still I saw that, yes. Yeah, they're rebroadcasting, they're on the radio, and they'll continue broadcasting over and over. And as you book new shows and as you actually uh, record new ones, they will be coming on. And really, you guys are bringing some real value out there. And the other piece about this, and I know you're more focused on the Texas area and, and, and locally, but these these messages, these resources, these uh, uh, feeds that you guys give, these information, the insights that you are giving, are basically broadcasted right now worldwide. I mean, we have downloads in Europe, in Canada, in Australia, in Africa, Asia, uh, you name it, we have it. And we've had some nice downloads, you know, already, and to your point, good views on YouTube and uh, Instagram. So it's happening. And again, I was excited to have this opportunity, and I'm actually excited today to be here just to announce it and our partnership. And this is just the beginning of the long term, and I do see our network growing. And now you are part of the family and you are part of this. And uh, Richard, you're in a team, baby. That's it. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited to, to grow with this because it's such a good step for, for arts and health and for our podcast and for health in general. 
Um, and we have talked to people worldwide. Our guest today on the show is from Australia, which is why we're filming it late. So we get to talk to people from all over the world, which is really, really cool. What, how do people best um, find us and your network to be able to watch and download and listen and all the things? So first things first, for the radio, for anybody that wants to just listen to the shows, it's in every podcast platform. You, you think it, it's there. Even including iHeartRadio, which is unique. iHealth Radio, iHealth Radio. So, so the iHealth is in iHeart. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're Amazon. We are on Spotify, TuneIn, uh, iTunes. I get like a core uh, RS and all on the I mean, you do. You can download the application on your phone, and it plays music. You know, uh, different times. Our shows are six a.m., uh, nine, twelve, three, five, and seven p.m. Of course, arts and health will be broadcast in different days at different times. Uh, we try to keep the schedule the same, but I, it depends on which weeks it, it will vary. But people can, and also I, I switch them on purpose because I want to make sure that different people that listen in can get access to the, the actual shows because they may miss it. And they replay at least a month and a half later, they'll replay again so people get a chance to, to hear them. And of course, for the media version of it, again, it's Vimeo, Vimeo uh, YouTube, um, Roku. If you have Roku, you can download the iHealth channel and uh, watch all these things. Um, if you have uh, Twitch, it's it's on Twitch. <laughs> it's on Facebook, our, our actually DMBC uh, TV network on Facebook. Uh, it is also on uh, in Instagram. On Twitter, I mean, like I said, if it's out, if you if you're you're gonna hear it, you're gonna view it, you're gonna see it, you're gonna enjoy it. Well, I uh, enjoy speaking with you all the time. You're so much fun, and you have so much energy, and I can't again stress how thankful we are here at Hearts Need Art and Arts for the Health of It for this partnership, and uh, it's just the beginning. Yes, sir, and and I appreciate. It. Thank you so much for the opportunity and and for trusting us. I mean, and, and trusting me personally, and. Uh, you know, uh, this is just the beginning of a long term and a great success. Know that. You know, but before you know it, people will be paying us to do this. Hey, listen, I mean, again, right now, it's that the, the idea is that this is going to become a media stream and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. primary one. And, you know, we don't charge people for this, but we certainly, you know, there will be opportunities for sponsorships and other things. And a lot of people can actually benefit from it. And you know what? The more we bring into people, I think we can we bring value. And the real stuff. I mean, this is not about just news and bad news. It's it's all about health and uh, how to be conscious about health and how to be better mentally, physically, you name it. I mean, it's it's just that. Yeah, it's so true. I know you have an interview tonight. I'm about to do an interview, so I'm going to let you go. But thank you so much, and uh, and I look forward to working with you. Richard, thank you for the opportunity, and let's do this. Let's make it happen. All right, Hurricane H, everyone. Go find us on the iHealth and uh, network. I'm so excited about this partnership. I can't even tell you. Uh, but we also have a really fun guest today, too, that we're about to talk to. Uh, because in another life, I wanted to be a game show host. And uh, our guest today created a game called Song Saga that you can play with your family and friends that will really uh, actually teach you how to connect and learn about your family and friends and, and uh, remember things. So it's a trip down memory lane. And it's I'm so excited to talk to him. And he calls himself the Joy Pusher. So what's not to love about that? So why don't we start the show? Welcome to Arts for the Health of It. 
a podcast where you will discover creative ways to improve your health and well-being. Someone may have told you that art isn't for you, but they were wrong. Anyone can create arts for the health of it. No talent or experience necessary. I'm just a little songbird. Try to fly my way homeward with the melody and I make the beat. Don't know where it'll take me, take me. Cause when I'm in the dark of night, I sing my way back to the light. Come along with me and your heart will see that a song changes everything. Nothing makes me happier than game nights at my house, and this game is going to be added. Hi, Aaron. Hi, how are you, Richard? I'm super. How are you? Fantastic. Nice to be chatting with you today. Yes, I'm so glad you're here to talk about this game. But first, I want to talk about you being the joy pusher and what that means uh, for you and uh, for you in your life. Okay, cool. Thanks for asking. So the, I guess, you know, I think, I hope at least at some point in all of our lives and careers, um, we find time or multiple times to kind of stop, pause, reflect, think about who we are in the world, what we want to achieve in our lifetime, how we want to impact um, the people and places around us. And, you know, for lack of a better word, you know, define our personal brand or redefine our personal brand. And um, so I was going through this process uh, a couple of years ago and really struggling because my background and my career has been so diverse and so varied. And uh, it's, you know, in my own head, I was struggling with the challenge to how to, to find the through line through everything that I've been involved with. And it was actually my wife who kind of observed that she said, even though you've done all these disparate things, the thing that connects them all for you is that you're all about bringing joy to other people and delivering some form of newly discovered happiness to them. Um, And so uh, she's like, you're like a drug dealer who sells joy. And we were like the joy pusher. And um, (laughs) so it stuck. And, um, and then I had to kind of go back through the process and go, wait a minute, can I actually retrofit that into a career? Can I retrofit that into, you know, a whole lifetime of doing different things? And is it a, is it a flag I can plant in the ground and move forward with confidently? And so, um, I decided that it was, and it, you know, it does get a really positive reaction, which is, you know, already delivers joy from the minute people first hear it, which I think is, you know, a sign of its indicative and hopeful success for me personally and professionally. And um, yeah, so that's sort of the origin story. And I mean, you do so much with, with that title. Can you tell everybody if they go to your website, like what they'll find there and uh, all the different ways that they can actually connect with you and the, and the different ways that you're pushing joy. Sure. I mean, the, in terms of connecting with me, my personal website is, you know, the best place to do that. Um, and it's Aaron Thompson.com. My first name is spelled E-R-A-N. Surname is T-H-O-M-S-O-N. No P. We call it a dry Thompson. So Aaron Thompson.com is where you can learn all about me if you're interested. Um, I think the, you know, in terms of the through line that I talked about and how to connect all those points back to joy, I started my career in advertising and marketing as a, a creative and a creative director. And 
you know, whilst a lot of people hate advertising and find it quite intrusive and annoying at the top of that uh, industry or the top of that profession, there are a handful of uh, really great kind of creative agencies that do the kind of ads that we still talk about. You know, the Super Bowl was not too long ago and people are still talking about some of the really funny, engaging, entertaining stuff that they saw then. And that was the kind of stuff that I was really excited about doing. And so because of that, you know, it is possible using the Super Bowl ads as, as an example that advertising can bring joy, bring laughter, bring a smile, uh, as well as educate and entertain and inspire. So I had felt like I had sort of legitimately ticked that box. And most of the stuff that I had, the work that I'd done during my advertising career did drift towards humor, comedy, sometimes smart when necessary, but my default was always humor and comedy. And then um, later in my career, as I was um, looking for tools to become a better writer, a better leader, a better communicator, um, and a better uh, creative director. Uh, one of the things I discovered was improvisation. And so I took a class out in LA and then, uh, and kind of fell in love with it. And every improv class, if anyone in your audience has ever taken one, you probably know that every class has someone in it who we affectionately call the asshole. And I was that person in my class. And, um, what that usually means is the person thinks they're funny and is trying to impress everyone else in the class. And so that's what I was doing. And what I quickly realized was that improvisation really isn't about being funny. It's about being present. It's about being aware. It's about being authentic. It's about responding to what's just been said rather than always trying to interject your own agenda and interrupt everyone else. So you learn skills like active listening and how to be a great communicator and a great collaborator. And even though I was in that class to get better at comedy writing and, and working with talent and working with clients, what I walked away was, was this newfound set of tools that I wanted more of. So when I moved um, back to Australia after that course, I really wanted more. And there was nobody here at that time. This is going back about 11 years ago. There was no one here teaching improvisation at the level that I was being taught in Los Angeles. So very naively and with much optimism, I started flying people over from LA to run weekend workshops. And to make a long story short, that sort of snowballed into me launching uh, a school called Laugh Masters Academy, which has now been trading for 11 years and is probably the, one of the largest improv and sketch comedy schools in the Southern Hemisphere. And so, again, whilst my, in, my path to improvisation was comedy and humor and joy, um, the thing that I fell in love with it was more about life skills, but then coming here and ending up launching this school, you know, we've delivered, delivered thousands of hours of joy to students and audiences and people who've participated in our classes and workshops. So that was a real easy kind of joy box to tick. Um, and then again, off the back of that business, we founded a corporate training business, which transplants the fundamental philosophies of long form improvisation from the stage and puts them into a corporate environment. And very simply why that makes sense is, um, because of this thing called the ensemble philosophy. And what that really means is sort of like adopting a we mindset rather than a me mindset and creating uh, an environment in your workplace where everyone who comes into the office every day understands, trusts, believes, and accepts that everyone around them will support their actions, choices, ideas, and decisions and make them look good. And when you can walk into the office every day with that level of trust and confidence that you are supported, welcomed, wanted, and your ideas will be heard and listened to and respected no matter how ridiculous they are, because everyone there knows that even a ridiculous idea can lead to a great idea. That's incredible. Like who doesn't want to go to work in that kind of environment, in that kind of place? Because yeah. it, it's a joyful place to work. So again, 
joy, ticking that box. You know, again, it's broader than just joy, but you could, I could find that thread. And then from my advertising career, I did a kind of very, um, um, to people who know me well, what seemed like an outrageous dog leg uh, into startup land. And I ended up starting, uh, co-founding a superannuation business, which for your um, non-European and non-Australian listeners, superannuation is basically a hybrid product of social security and like a 401k. So it's a retirement investment vehicle. And we were looking around at that industry going, it's too big, it's too broken, it can't adapt to the way the world works today, it is embracing digital, everyone hates it, nobody understands it, and yet, at least for Australians, it's their single biggest asset because we were required by law to put a minimum of 9.5% of any money we earn into it. So, you know, you probably don't save nine and a half percent of your money anywhere else. So everyone has this asset that they mistreat or ignore. And we were like, there's a really interesting opportunity here. So to make a long story short, my job there was to help make people more aware of the money they had, uh, influence how they invest it into things that matter to them. You know, a great example of that was most of the superannuation businesses that existed before ours, which was called Zuper, were invested in things like tobacco and nuclear weapons. And when we asked people, did you know that your money was invested that way? They were like, no. Are you happy Mm -hmm. about it? No. Okay. So we can do something about that now. So again, that's, you know, if, if the idea of, investing in things that matter to you or divesting from the things that um, you don't like and having more money when you're um, retired brings you joy, you know, then great. Again, taking that box. So for it, it, you can see how I was able to kind of retrospectively go back and find that, that, um, that position that I, you know, now I'm, now that I've called it out for myself and for the world, it sort of becomes a guiding light and a guiding principle for any of the things I might do next, including, you know, song saga, which, you know, is how you and I first got into touch. Yes, I love this idea. And I think that, I mean, recently, a lot of things are coming on in the news. There was a whole like, Dateline 2020 thing about Tony Bennett and music and the the way that music, no matter where your brain really is, somehow still translates. And there's some weird connection with music and your brain. And I think this is such a great, easy way for people to be able to be entertained, to bring joy to their lives, and then also learn about people and, you know, stretch that memory muscle. So the game is Song Saga. I love the box. I love everything about it. It's so fun. Um, And where, so where did that, where did that idea even kind of come from where you were like, I, I, a game is our next step. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, one of the things that my wife made me promise was not to start any more businesses without her permission. <laughs> so, cause you know, I've, I've done a lot of things and been invo- involved with a lot of startups and different <laughs> ideas. So, so she was very like, you know, you need to slow down. You need to figure out what it is you really want to be doing. So I had already in the back of my mind, I'm not allowed to do anything new. Um, and then, um, but what had been percolating away was, um, I guess two disparate thoughts that I was able to connect. The first was, um, you know, uh, I think 20 years ago now, Steve Jobs came on stage and held up the very first uh, iPod and was like, 10,000 songs in your pocket. And everyone went, Whoa! 
crazy, <laughs> right? You know, like, how am I even going to have, what am I going to do with 10,000 songs? Oh my God, this yeah. is the best thing. And then everybody went out and we all had iPods for a decade, you know, whatever, right? And um, and now with the advent of music services like Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, you know, all of us have 60 million songs in our pocket. We have all the songs in our pocket. And not only that, the songs in your pocket are the same songs in my pocket. You know, even if we have different playlists, even if we have different um, preferences or musical taste, the reality is that all of a sudden everyone in the world has access to the largest total music library that perhaps has ever existed. And so when I realized this, I was like, there has to be a way to gamify that, to make that playful and fun to, you know, not only as a music aficionado, but as someone who likes to discover new music. And also, as you touched on earlier, the power of music is a mnemonic device to spark memory and remind us of the moments and memories that have meaning to us. So um, these two things were just kind of percolating in my brain. And then the origin story of Song Saga is basically we went away for a long weekend with a, another couple, my wife and I and another couple, and we were sitting around after dinner, uh, drinking some red wine, listening to music. And it just so happened to be the one year anniversary of my father-in-law's passing. And so um, as we were sitting around chatting, my wife kind of just asked the group, she said, hey, you know, um, it's been a year since my dad died and would it be all right if I played a song uh, that reminds me of him and kind of honor of him and, and his life. And we were all like, yeah, of course. So she pulls out her iPad and plays um, Here Comes the Sun doo -doo -doo, by the Beatles. And we all listen to this song. And, you know, that song all has, sparks memories for all of us. Um, and then she tells this beautiful story about how as a teenager, she would come home after school and she would go out to the wood shop where her dad always was. He was a, he was a woodworker. And he had his record player and his record collection in the wood shop so that he could play music really loud without disturbing their mom back in the main house. And they would dance in the sawdust together and listen to music. And it was just like this beautiful memory attached to this beautiful song. Um, and, and, and then uh, our other friend was like, well, you know, I have a song that reminds me of my dad. And so they shared a song and shared a story. And then another person went and then I went and we all told stories and had songs that were instantly and easily relatable to our fathers that were totally different. Some were sweet, some were sad, some were, um, you know, really deep and meaningful. And we, you know, and we were like, wow, that was really cool. Let's do that again and pick another subject. So we did. And we ended up doing this all night long. The next day, you know, I woke up and I was like, that's it. That's how we marry this idea that we all have 60 million songs in our pocket and yet completely different life experiences that are, um, you know, there to be unearthed, to be surfaced and shared, right? I think yeah. without a doubt, my favorite thing about Song Saga is that it unlocks the memory bank, right? And gives us access to uh, stories and songs and meaningful moments that that made us who we are, that we would never just, you know, randomly decide to tell someone right you know right um, but but now i'm sitting with you or with friends and we're sharing these things about ourselves that um that even for people who think oh i'm not a great storyteller well this is less about being a, telling a great story and telling an authentic story a real story your story that only you can tell and you can only tell it well because it's real and it's yours and that is what creates this incredible um, connection between people because now we're there's no surface there's no like I'm trying to be funny right <laughs> it's no I'm trying to entertain you I'm trying to like be a good story I'm just sharing this thing that has meaning to me and whenever people 
reach that level of authenticity and perhaps vulnerability, we can't help but feel empathetic and attraction and, um, you know, and find that connection. That's such a great merge of so many amazing things. I want to take a quick break uh, and then we're going to come back and kind of dive into the game about how you play. And then also how someone has a chance to win a copy of the game. So we will be right back after this break. Whether you consider yourself a musician or not, music is all around us and it affects our everyday lives. Whether it's background music influencing our shopping habits in a store, organ music adding the vibe to a baseball game, or a playlist convincing us to keep going on that last mile of a run. I'm Mindy Peterson, host of the podcast Enhanced Life with Music, where we take a holistic look at the power of music in our everyday lives through the lens of science and health, sports and entertainment, business and education. You can find me and Enhanced Life with Music at mpetersonmusic.com slash podcast or wherever you get your audio. Unleash the power of music. Make your day richer with The Richard Wilmore Show. Meet amazing musicians, talented actors, brilliant authors, hilarious comedians, and the most creative people in entertainment. Download the KP Media TV app to watch on Apple TV, Roku, and Amazon Fire. Medical professionals are burning out at an alarming rate. Burnout can cause health workers to feel hopeless, trapped, helpless, worthless, depressed, sleepless, and tired. By joining the Hearts Need Art Gratitude Grams program, medical staff receive a personalized email and video from a musician, an artist, or writer once a week that includes a message of thanks, an encouraging song, uplifting poem, or a simple art activity. After watching their Gratitude Gram, participants report feeling more hopeful, empowered, energized, and appreciated. If you are or know a healthcare worker that would like to receive free gratitude grams, please visit heartsneedart.org. We're back with Aaron Thompson, the creator, the joy pusher, and the creator of this game right here, Song Saga, uh, which we were talking about before the break. Can you please tell everybody... um, how you play the game if you want to and then i'd love to like see some of the cards so people can kind of see the types of things that they're going to get into sure no problem all right so basically at its core song saga is um some people have described it sort of like cards meet cards against humanity meets um the famous bbc radio show desert island Dis. um it's sort of like a conversation card game that um, gets people sharing the stories and the soundtrack of their lives. And the way that it works is inside the box, there's a few different cards. Um, There are green cards, which look like this, which all have prompts on them, which are designed to spark a memory of the music and moments that have meaning to you. And I'll give you some examples in a sec. Then um, there are gold cards, which are award cards, and the players can give these to each other. And I'll explain what those mean in a sec. And then there's blue cards, which are the you rock cards. And these are how I'll just, yeah, that's and these are how you oh, yeah. keep score, right? So, um, and uh, there's a there. I mean, one of the funny things about Song Saga when we tried to when we were def- defining the rule set was, um, there were what we tested it in Australia where I'm based. People were like, Oh, wow, this looks really cool and fun. How do you play? And so we're like, Oh, well, this is how you play. And then we took it to America to test it before we did our first print run, and everyone was like, Oh, this looks really cool and fun. How do I win? 
And we're like, oh, wow, what an interesting um, about reference. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so we had to kind of um, rethink, you know, um, the rule book. Uh, so what we found in both, Mar- in both America and in Australia is that whilst Americans stereotypically seem to feel slightly more fixated on winning, once they start playing, they very quickly realize that the joy from the game comes not from I beat you, but from I got to know you better, right? Mm -hmm. I learned things about you that I never knew before. Um, I discovered new music. I have a killer playlist as a result of this time that we spent playing. So that's the real win. That's the real joy. But it, it can you can play competitively if you want. And so generally speaking, uh, most people end up just kind of devolving into, you know, an awesome night of storytelling and playing music and sharing music. But if you want to play to win, the way it works is you, everyone starts off with an equal number of these green cards. And as I said before, they all have prompts. So some of the prompts, uh, I just pulled some random examples here. So um, first CD, cassette or album that you bought, uh, breakups, traveling, Someone who influenced you, um, guitar solo, love that one, um, university, the lowest point in your life so far. So that's interesting. So these are, it's not always silly. It's not always yeah. like upbeat and positive, like designed to like create some moments of intimacy and truthful sharing, but some of them are very silly. <laughs> we got a lot of Snoop Dogg and Johnny Cash <laughs> on this card. <laughs> um, and then, uh, you know, grandfather and, um, oh, that's a funny one, puke. <laughs> so, so you can see there's it's a diverse range of cards, and whilst not every card may spark an idea for everyone, that's okay. That's why you have lots of them in the box. And the other thing that's interesting about these cards, it's not like oh, I have to think of a song, a story, and a song that has grandfather in it or is about my grandfather. It's really um, they're just designed to spark a memory. So a lot of times, what happened to people would be like, oh, grandfather, my grandfather used to collect trains, and that reminds me of the time I was traveling around Europe, and uh, we were our Eurail passes expired, and we had to take, you know, um, we had to take a, we had to sneak aboard a train, and the train was playing this opera music, and you know what I mean? Like, so it has nothing to do with grandfather, but it takes you to a place. And that's important because it makes the game a lot easier to play (laughs) for people who may not have as um, lived a, you know, a wild life experience yet. Right. So anyway, that's the green cards. And then while you're playing, everybody also has in their hand a number of these gold card awards and the gold cards are based on things that have happened um, at the Grammys or the uh, MTV music awards or just about things we know about celebrities, mostly musicians uh, in, in general. So a couple of examples here. Um, oh, if you play a song that um, get, everybody gets up and starts dancing, then someone might win the Beyonce award for best dance moves, <laughs> right? And that's based on the MTV Video Music Awards in 2014 when she set the world on fire with her crazy dance in that sexy dress. Um, if someone tells an incredible story, um, they might win the Oprah Award for Most Amazing Story. Um, for a story that should be a movie, you might get the Spielberg Award. Um, and if you remember the story of how, if anyone here is a Radiohead fan, they might remember a few years ago, someone hacked Radiohead servers and tried to release, uh, tried to ransom OK Computer, probably one of the most famous albums. And... Um, and basically blackmailed Radiohead to, into trying to pay them not to release their album. And so if someone reveals some intimate secrets in the course of play, <laughs> they might get this card. Now, what's That's interesting so. about the most blackmailable story is that in the box, there's also this very important card. 
this is the pinky promise NDA, which basically says, you know, all players must make the following pinky promise. I, you know, Aaron Thompson, do solemnly swear that what happens on tour stays on tour. <laughs> so, and the fine print basically says, you know, don't be a jerk. You know, if, yeah. <laughs> if people are sharing, you know, intimate stories with you, use your judgment about whether or not it should leave the room. <laughs> you know? um, That's fine. So, yeah. And so basically what happens is people, you know, you play it with um, a, a music app in your hand or on your, on your phone or your computer and people, sometimes the card sparks the memory of an event, a life event. Sometimes it sparks memory of a song and you just find those songs on your music app of choice and you play them. Now, a couple of things are really interesting about that. One is that the song can sometimes be like a background track, like a soundtrack to your story. Sometimes it's the setup. So like, oh my God, I have the best story, but first you have to hear this song and then I'll tell you why it's amazing um, to me. Or sometimes you tell this great story and the song is like a punchline and you're like, and this is what we heard on the radio, ah, right? Um, but the probably the best thing, and this probably is a nice segue into some of the health benefits of Song Saga, is what happens when people think they don't have a song or they don't have a story. So sometimes someone might pull a card out and they'll be like, you know, uh, university, I don't know, I can't think of anything. Uh, it sort of makes me think of like, you know, we used to listen to Led Zeppelin all the time, you know? So then they'll go into Spotify, they'll, they'll see all the Led Zeppelin songs, they'll recognize the one that they played a lot. And as soon as the first notes come out of the speaker, they're like, oh man, <laughs> college road trip, spring break, we were going to Florida, blah, 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 and my friend's car broke down, blah, blah, blah. You know, and this, the, 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 you, over and over and over when you play you see the power of music as uh, a tool to unlock memory it's so incredible mm -hmm. um, and so even people who think they haven't got stories even people who think they can't remember stuff that's music is your friend and music will unlock the memory and make you successful when you play what are you hearing from people who have uh who have played the game and i also imagine this game playing taking like six hours to play it's like it's like risk, like how risk takes <laughs> a day and a half to play. Like this could go yeah. on for hours, which could be so funny because spend an entire evening just playing this game. But what are you hearing from people uh, who have who have played the game? I was watching some of your social media videos and going on your social media alone just to watch those videos of how excited people are after playing this game is worth it. But can you can you talk about that at all? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, uh, the, I mean, the feedback has been great. And I think, you know, the, some of my favorite things that, um, I've, we've heard people say about song saga are like, um, we, oh, we did a test group with a group of guys who went to high school together and have known each other for 20 years. Right. And they're playing this game and they are gobsmacked and dumbfounded that for a group of guys who pride themselves on being best friends for you know a lifetime, that they were discovering new things about each other. You know, and my favorite quote was, you know, dude, I've known you for 20 years. How could I not know this about you? Like, it's just incredible to them. And that's the game is so, just so great at unlocking and surfacing those memories. Like I said earlier, the other favorite quote that we heard recently was from a woman who um, she said, uh, I learned more about my husband in one night of playing song Zaga than in all the years we've been married. And wow. I was just like, Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Right. So it is fun. It is playful. You can play all night. Like the, the very first group of people that I ever played Song Saga with was a group of friends um, on an annual ski trip. And they all love Cards Against Humanity. And they were really excited to play Cards Against Humanity 
Um, and I put this on the table and I didn't tell them that I'd made it. I just left it on the table because I, I, in my brain, I'd only gotten as far as let's see if anyone picks up the box and thinks it's interesting. You know, for me, that was going to be a win for the weekend, you know, and someone did and they were like, Hey, this looks cool. We should play it. And you know, one of the real diehard cards against humanity fans was like, okay, we'll play that for like an hour and then we're going to play cards against humanity. So this is like at eight o'clock at night, Fast forward to 3 a.m. in the morning and people are playing air guitar and dancing on the furniture. And, you know, Song Saga is still in effect. It was just, and I'm texting my wife like, the whole time, like, you're not going to believe that they're playing it. They're still playing it. They love it. I'm getting great stories. Like, it's, it was just sending her bad blurry photos. It was hilarious. So at, it's, when, it's, what, at what point did you tell them you were the creator of it? Uh, before we all went to bed. And then, you know, everyone's <laughs> minds were like, what you know like yeah it was it was cool it was very cool the um, the the thing i want to share with you just quickly that i think is probably going to potentially really relevant to your listeners is um what we've seen and, and we've probably all seen like um is the power of music in terms of um dealing with people who have alzheimer's or you know um memory issues and so one of our things that we've been working on is trying to get Song Saga into aged care facilities. So, you know, we've observed that um, grandchildren and, and children of, their, of parents, you know, the elderly parents, they often feel obligated to go visit, you know, grandma and grandpa and yet feel uncomfortable with the dynamic that exists in those places and often struggle to connect and create meaningful conversation. And so we introduced Song Saga into that equation. And all of a sudden, the grandchildren are watching their grandparents light up in a way that they've never seen before, you know, the other way. So in terms of a health benefit, the, you know, uh, there's Song Saga kind of, it's still a game, it's still playful, but you introduce that environment, introduce it into that environment, and it creates a really exciting, beautiful um, experience. Yeah, such a unique and special way to to unlock some memories like that with people. I mean, people yeah. who don't have memory issues and and people who do. It's such a well-rounded game for everyone, I think. Totally. Where can people uh get the game? Um so we, the Song Saga is available uh on Amazon like if you're in the United States probably every, it seems like everyone's you can get it by it this afternoon Amazon. probably here yes. yeah so it's on Amazon you know I would love it if you bought it off our website um which is song-saga.com if you just google song saga you'll find it um and you know it's in a few stores in the US and uh, you know around the world we ship globally from from America and from Australia so yeah uh, definitely definitely check it out and um, you know, love to get more people uh, enjoying moments of uh, meaningful connection with the game. I love that. And tell everybody how they have a chance to win a, win a copy of it. Yeah. So uh, on our website, we have a page, which is uh, which you can enter um, the arts for the health of it podcast and um, enter to win a free copy. I'm just double checking the URL url right now um nothing found you may need to edit this i remember i believe it's song dash saga.com slash podcast i believe but we'll put it in the show notes uh yeah let's put it in the show notes um sorry i thought i had it handy but it's not it's not popping up uh but yeah we'll put that in the show notes go there and uh 
enter to win a copy and uh, start playing or go on their website and just purchase it because I think it's a great game. Aaron, I can't thank you enough for jumping on and talking about this. I'm so excited. We just had a game night here a couple of weeks ago, and I'm very sad that I don't have this game, but there's another one planned for May. So I plan on ordering this the game and making sure it's available for everybody. Uh, wonderful. Thank you so much, Richard. I think what you're doing is really great, and um, I appreciate you letting us be a part of it. Of course. Anytime. Congratulations on the success of it. And uh, I'm happy to meet the joy pusher. (laughs) Thank you very much. That's our show, everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you're watching and listening. We'll be back next time. Keep creating. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Arts for the Health of It, a podcast produced by Hearts Need Art, creative support for patients and caregivers in partnership with the National Organization for Arts and Health. You can help others learn about the healing power of the arts by subscribing, sharing, and reviewing the podcast wherever you listen or watch. The podcast is hosted by Richard Wilmore, co-hosted by Constanza Rader. Our theme song, Songbird, is written and performed by Natalie Lane. Visit heartseedart.org to learn how you can support our mission to create joy with people facing life-altering health challenges. Join us next week to learn more ways you can create arts for the health of it. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Heartstein Art, their staff, board members, or other affiliates. All content is created for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice or to diagnose and treat any health condition. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you heard on this podcast.